What the fuck is up, you backroom bitches? It's your boy Tyreek, and welcome back to another episode of The Backroom. It's Tuesday, January 17th. I hope you guys are having a great day so far. I know I am. It's fucking gorgeous out. I don't like using that word too much, but it's fucking amazing out. It's nice. It's not like too hot, but it's not too cold. You know, it's it's just perfect weather. The snow is kind of melting, but not really. Um, not a cloud in the fucking sky. You know, it's just an overall beautiful day. And if you're listening to this and it's not so beautiful, just know that you're beautiful. So it's all that matters. That was very cheesy, and I apologize for that cringe factor right there. Anyways, last night Tom Brady got his ass whooped. By the Dallas Cowboys, which is a strange fucking sentence to say. Um, But, you know, Tom Brady's time in Tampa Bay is kind of over. But enough about sports talk. If you want to listen to me talk about sports, definitely check out my other podcast called Mass Connection. Um, It's hosted by me and my friend Matt. Uh, We do it via Zoom. Um, Because I live in Massachusetts and Matt lives in Connecticut, hence the name Mass Connection. Um, Yeah, so go check that out if you're interested. And if you're not interested, just stick with the true crime. Um, I do love the support if you listen every week, which is amazing. Uh, Or at least give me one listen, you know. That's, That's all that really matters to me. Um, I also want to apologize for not posting a second episode last week. I was just really tired, and on my day off, I slept the entire day, and I didn't finish all my notes, and I'm a little disappointed in myself, but the notes for that episode are going to be used in this episode, so um, fucking let's get to it. Uh, not, not yet, though. Hold on. I still have some more stuff to say. Um, last week I mentioned a developing case in the area, locally for me. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, give a little update on that because it's a very interesting story. Um, it hasn't been as heavily followed since, you know, it first broke that this happened, but... You know, it, it's heating up, I must say. Um, so the the search for a missing mother in Cohasset, Massachusetts, is now entering its third week. Anna Walsh, 39, has not been seen since New Year's Day. Her husband, Brian Walsh, 47, remains held on a $500,000 bail on accusations he misled investigators. Present, sorry, Potential pieces of evidence in this case have been discovered since her disappearance, including with prosecutors called, sorry, including what prosecutors called a bloody knife found in the basement of the home. In addition, investigators found a rug with blood on it and a hacksaw during the search of a trash transfer station in Peabody, Massachusetts. Late last week, an August 2014 police report from Washington, D.C. came to light. In it, Anna Nip, the now-missing woman's maiden name at the time, told the Metropolitan Police Department that Brian Walsh made a statement over the telephone that he was going to kill. uh, He was going to kill Anna and her friend. This report did not specifically name Brian Walsh, but police confirmed to WCVB in Boston that he is linked to the complaint. 
Meanwhile, neighbors and friends are doing what they can to support the couple's three-year-old, sorry, three young sons. Um, one even filed out, a, out an application to the Department of Children and Families to care for the kids, the boys, six, four, and two. And, uh, oh, they're in state custody, sorry. I meant to read that last part, but I guess I didn't. Anyways, that's, that's so far, but... It, unfortunately, it seems that um, Homeboy killed his wife, um, and he's playing fucking dumb right now, and it's really sad. It's really, really, really sad, um, but hopefully, hopefully they find answers, and he confesses to what happened. Um, he's a scumbag, but, but... He's not as much of a scumbag as today's topic. We're going to be talking about Corporal Russell Williams of the Canadian Forces. Yeah, he's um, he's a real dirtbag. He's gross. He's disgusting. Um, this might be a short episode, so I'm trying to prolong you know, the talking right now just to make it a little longer. But it's a disgusting case, and you know... Let's just fucking jump to it, family. Russell Williams was born on March 7, 1963, in Bromsgrove, England, to Cedric and Christine Williams. The family emigrated to Canada, where they settled in Chalk River, Ontario. Cedric was hired at Chalk River Laboratories, Canada's premier nuclear research laboratory. After relocating, the Williams family met another family, the Savkas, and the families became good friends. They spent a lot of time together. Christine, however, would spend a whole lot more time with Mr. Savka. Mmm, dirty bitch. When Russell was six, his parents got divorced, and shortly after, Christine would marry Jerry Savka. Russell would later take the last name Savka from his stepfather. By 1979, his family had moved to South Korea, where Savka was overseeing a reactor project. Russell would finish his last two years of high school at a boarding school in Toronto. In his senior year, he was elected prefect for his boarding house. In 1986, he graduated from the University of Toronto Scarborough, Many who knew Russell in college described him as a prankster. Russell would pick the locks of dorms and hide in the rooms to surprise the person walking in. Well, that's um, that's a lot, but uh, I'm just going to continue. I'm just going to continue. In June 1991, Russell married Mary Elizabeth Harriman, who was the associate director of the Heart and Stroke Foundation of Canada. The couple moved to Ottawa in 2006. In 2010, Mary had begun the process of filing for divorce. Their divorce was finalized in 2014. Russell was regarded as a model military man over the course of his 23-year career. He enrolled in the Canadian Forces in 1987 after graduating from college. 
He received his flight wings in 1990, and he was eventually posted at the Canadian Forces Flight School in Postage La Prairie, Manitoba, where he served two years as an instructor. Promoted to captain in 1991, Russell was posted to a rescue squadron in Shearwater, Nova Scotia. In 1994, he was posted to the 412 Transport Squadron in Ottawa, where he transported VIPs including Queen Elizabeth II, Prince Philip, and the Prime Minister of Canada. Between 1999 and 2009, Russell was promoted multiple times and obtained a Master of Defense Studies from the Royal Military College of Canada in 2004. From December 2005 to 2006, he served as the commanding officer of Camp Mirage, a secretive logistical facility located at Al-Minhad Air Base in Dubai. On January 28, 2010, 27-year-old Jessica Lloyd vanished. Investigators identified distinctive tire tracks left in the snow near her home. A week later, Ontario police conducted an extensive search on the highway near her house. Between 7 p.m. February 4th to 6 a.m. the next day, police stopped and checked motorists' tires. That day, Williams, who had a home in the area, was driving his Nissan Pathfinder down that exact highway. Typically, he would be driving his BMW. At the police checkpoint, an officer noticed the similarities of his tire treads to the ones found at the scene. These were subsequently matched to the treads near Jessica's home. On February 7th, Russell was at his newly built home in Ottawa, where he lived part-time and his wife lived full-time. Russell was contacted by the Ontario police in Ottawa and was asked to come in for questioning. Williams was interrogated by Detective John Smith, a member of the Ontario Police's Behavioral Science Unit. The interview started at 3 p.m., and by 8 p.m., Russell was describing his crimes. In his confession, Russell gave details of his crimes, including sexual assaults and 82 break-ins and theft. Some of those occurred in Ottawa, near the home he and his wife shared. The other break-ins occurred in Belleville, in Tweed, Ontario, where the couple had a cottage. He told police where they could find evidence, including hidden keepsakes, inside his Ottawa home. Russell and his wife had moved to their new house just two months prior to his interrogation. Early the next morning, Russell led investigators to a woman's body that was left in a secluded area only 13 minutes away from his home. The body was that of Jessica Lloyd. He also confessed to murdering Corporal Marie France Como, a 37-year-old military flight attendant based at CFB Trenton. Marie was found dead inside her home in November 2009. Along with the murder charges, Williams was charged with breaking and entering, forcible confinement, and the sexual assault of two other women in connection with two separate home invasions near Tweed, Ontario, in September 2009. According to the reports, the women had been bound in their homes, and the attacker had taken photos of them. Hours after Russell's arrest, police services across the country reopened unsolved homicide cases involving young women in areas Williams, who was a career military man, had previously been stationed. According to news reports, police began looking at other unsolved cases based on a full statement that Williams gave to police. 
A week after Williams' arrest, investigators reported that, along with hidden keepsakes and other evidence they had found, they had also matched a print from one of the homicide scenes to Russell's boot. In addition to the four primary incidents, the investigation into Williams includes probes into 48 cases of theft of women's underwear dating back to 2006. In the search of his Ottawa home, police found stolen lingerie that was neatly stored, catalogued, and concealed. appeared before the Ontario Court of Justice in Belleville, Ontario on July 22, 2010. Williams waived his right to a preliminary inquiry and thus had his next appearance scheduled at the Ontario Superior Court of Justice on October 7. Williams's lawyer stated that his client would plead guilty to all charges filed against him. On October 18, 2010, Williams pled guilty to all charges. On the first day of trial, details emerged about the other sexual assaults that he committed, including that of a new mother who was woken with a blow to the head while she and her baby were asleep in her home. The first day of trial also revealed that Williams had pedophiliac tendencies, stealing underwear of girls as young as nine years of age. <sighs> what. The. fuck? This fucking dude, man. He's just, uh, hell, hell, that's not good. He made 82 fetish-related home invasions and attempted break-ins between September 2007 and November 2009. Oh, what the fuck, man? I, I'll just continue to read, I guess. Russell had progressed from break-ins to sexual assaults with no penetration to rape and murder. He also kept detailed track of police reports of the crimes he was committing, logged his crimes, kept photos and videos, and had left notes and messages for his victims. Ugh. In a break-in into a 12-year-old's bedroom, he left a message on her computer saying, Merci. He's so slimy, and I'm so uncomfortable. Oh my god, I want to throw up. I really do. <clears throat> okay, alright. Alright, we're gonna continue. He had taken thousands of pictures of his crimes and had kept photos on his computer. Crown attorney Robert Morrison presented numerous pictures of Williams dressed in various pieces of underwear and bras he had stolen, frequently masturbating while lying on the beds of his victims. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. I really don't. I wrote this shit and just reading it out loud. It's just so fucking gross. I can't. I really can't. I can't. Usually I'm trying to be serious. This is a fucking horrible thing. But what the fuck, man? This dude is a sick son of a bitch. Oh, my God. God, Jesus. Some of the photos presented in Russell's trial were published in several newspapers. 
As some of the newspapers explained, although troubling, the photos were published because they captured the essence of the crimes and show the true nature of Williams' crimes. Mm, well, yeah. On October 22, 2010, Ontario Superior Court Justice Robert F. Scott sentenced Williams to two concurrent terms of life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years. The Canadian forces stripped Williams of his rank and later dishonorably discharged him. Before his discharge, he was visited and examined by a military doctor at Kingston Penitentiary, as all outgoing military personnel must undergo a medical examination. Williams's uniform was burned and his medals were also later cut into pieces. His commission scroll, a document confirming his status as a service member, was shredded and his Nissan Pathfinder was crushed and scrapped. Williams currently collects a $60,000 annual military pension. In May 2010, he and his wife also split their real estate holdings, leaving Williams the sole owner of their cottage in Tweed, and his wife the sole owner of their Ottawa townhouse. Williams refuses to pay $8,000 in victim surcharge fines, resulting in action being taken against him by a collection agency. Williams was initially incarcerated at Kingston Penitentiary in the prison's segregation unit, or I think it's like, you know, solitary confinement, but they should really not use segregation unit. <laughs> After the prison began the process of closing, he was moved to a maximum security prison in Port Cartier, Quebec. Hey man, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I want to go burn my notebook now for writing that shit down. Just reading it out loud was not my fucking favorite thing. And I don't want to ever read something like that again. i probably end up reading something like that again on this fucking podcast. But it wasn't my favorite and I, I didn't really enjoy it. Made my skin crawl and I didn't... Ugh, I just... Oh, I don't like it. But uh, I hope this man is getting what he deserves. He's going to go on the shelf of, man, you got what you fucking deserve. You know, I've talked about a lot of people on this podcast, and they definitely are getting what they deserved. Um, as always, follow, like, subscribe. Uh, follow me on Instagram at backroom underscore podcast. You'll find the link to my link tree, and, you know, there's a bunch of different things there. You know, where you can find the podcast, like where you can listen to it, or, you know, my Discord, which is fucking non-existent. Nobody joins it, but maybe you'll join it. I don't know. I hope to see you guys in the next fucking episode. You know, it's always a good time. Expect an episode Thursday. This time, really expect an episode, or I'm gonna... Or not Thursday, excuse me, Friday. Friday's the, the day. Um... Expect an episode Friday, and if you don't, well, you can just tell me how horrible of a person I am, alright? Man, you know what it is. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, stay hydrated, make sure you drink that fucking water, and never, ever, ever, ever skip a fucking meal, because only racists skip meals. You know what I say about people who skip meals? Go fuck yourself, and go fuck your mom, too, alright? Bitch. Um... Hey, man, just just keep it positive, man. Don't let anybody get you down, all right? 
I'll catch you guys on fucking Friday, and it's gonna be a good time, it's gonna be amazing, and it's gonna, it's gonna be a good episode, so I'll catch you guys in the next fucking episode of this awesome ass podcast, I hope you, I hope you fucking join, if you don't join, I'm gonna be upset, um, anyways, peace up, A-Town down, fucking Wu-Tang, your mom called me, and I fucking declined her call, dipset, bye.